Small Business Spoonfuls is a weekly Q&A with Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill providing the answers to questions you have about running your small business. This podcast is sponsored by HelpDeskSuites.com. If you are a busy employer, we are your employment law compliance help desk. Visit HelpDeskSuites.com to find out more and become a member. Now, here's your host, Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill. Welcome to another episode of Small Business Spoonfuls. I'm Lisa Smith. And I'm Mason Merrill. And today we're talking about considerations for legal discussions about weight and body odor. Oh yeah, we got a fun one today. This was actually a user question. It was. It came in a couple months ago and it this was this was interesting. I I'm just gonna read I'm just gonna read it to you. Yeah. This was has just, a lot of detail. <laughs> just to note, we wanted to address this certain one, but this is not the only question we've gotten about this. We get we get them pretty actually pretty fre- frequently. So this is just one thing we wanted to address here. Yeah, because it is surprising how frequently we get this question. Yeah. So, okay. So we have an employee that was hired a while ago and was overweight at hiring and could perform all duties included in his warehouse and delivery driving position that he was hired to do. Now, this man is obese to the point that it's affecting his performance. He can no longer perform some of the duties needed, and there are not safety harnesses large enough to fit him, so he's unable to use the equipment due to safety. Secondary, there is a severe body odor problem that we can address personally with the person. But how do we address the fact that he can no longer perform his job and there is no other position to switch him to? Will the ADA have issue if this man is let go? Also, if the odor problem does not resolve, what options do we have? It is offensive and no other workers will work with him. And sending him to our customers like that for deliveries has become an issue. Wow, that's a heavy one. That's very heavy. So, you know, I did a lot of research on this one and went deep on it. You know, for years, the courts have held that obesity is not a disability. Mm -hmm. However... Fun fact, (laughs) in March of 2018, a decision came down considering an applicant's obesity and said that it was covered under the ADA. Wow. Okay. So when we approach weight as a potential ADA issue, we may also need to go ahead and approach the body odor in the same way. Okay. Because body odor can actually be a medical condition. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. But, yeah, if you go out and look it up, you can go to WebMD or any credible source of that nature and start start searching around. And you can find that there are actually diseases, there are conditions, there are glandular issues and so forth where a person just gives off this odor and there is not medicine there is not showering or deodorant or anything that can be done. Yeah. To I mean, I used to teach at a career school uh, several years ago, and we had a student with this very issue. 
and I learned a lot about it back then and it was a very similar thing um she was being bullied and harassed and hazed people were you know <coughs> making comments and holding their noses and wow. because they thought she was dirty yeah you know they thought she was just not taking care of herself turns out it was a medical condition it was yeah. and if we don't look into this and we don't take care of this and educate on this situation then we could really find ourselves not only harming someone with a true what could be covered as a disability or at least a serious medical condition maybe you know we could find ourselves in hot water here yeah we don't we want to make sure we're covered on all bases and um, understand what exactly the reason for the problem is kind of thing so what is the guideline here in this situation for this um person who wrote in yeah so we basically have two conversations going on here so when you move forward I would say you might want to initially leave out the question of weight and poor hygiene and focus on job performance okay you'd want to make sure that you're addressing failures to meet goals and daily or weekly objectives review the core or primary essential functions of the position um if he's clearly been able to meet these until more recently, then you can address that, focus on that. Instead of telling him you're too, you're too heavy to do the job, say, why do you believe that your work is suffering? Yeah. And then most likely he will say, well, you know, I've put on some pounds. Yeah. And I'm not able to bend and move. And, and- then you can say, oh, I didn't even notice. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. But, but, you know, but you, yes. And in a way, you can be more tactful about it. Yeah. You can at least say, okay. And so um, you feel like that has affected your performance here. Then you can say, well, that makes sense yeah. because um, we've noticed that the supervisor has eliminated your harness. Was that because of your weight gain? And like you can address these things and have him say, yes, this was the issue. This is the problem, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you can work with him to say, well, what would you like to do about this? And you can help him create an action plan. And you can actually say, well, an essential function of your job that you were hired to do is this, this, and this. And it requires that you wear this harness and requires that you do this work that you're clearly not able to do right now. So can we give you six weeks to fit into the harness again? Or, you know, is there something that's what's considered to be a reasonable accommodation that you can make? And then if that person doesn't meet those goals, then maybe there would be a termination of employment that would have to be made because you can't have it be a hardship on your organization. Yeah, that's right. The ADA doesn't require that you just go through life losing money, you know, Mm -hmm. because someone is working for, you know, they require that you work with someone a little bit, you know, but not to an unreasonable extent. Yeah, that's right. And you said something earlier that kind of drives home the whole point of this, of what you're trying to do here in the word is tact. So that's a big thing when you're talking to an employee, you want to use tact because you don't want to um, come off as being overly harsh or anything like that that could be used against you. Yeah, you know, that's true. And then you kind of move into this conversation about the body odor. And, you know, the thing here is that you just want to be very caring and very honest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you really just want to kind of move in and say, you know, 
maybe we've had some some concerns. Yeah. You know, and we have some really nice language that um, we picked up from an article um, from HRMorning.com. There was a the VP of Employee Relations at Time Warner Cable in Los Angeles. His name is Paul Falcone, and he gave some some um, like little. I don't know, little dialogue that maybe you could use. And he he said something like, you're talking to a guy named Roger is what he said. And he said, you could say something like, Roger, I wanted to meet with you one-on-one because I need to share something with you privately, discreetly, and with as much sensitivity as possible. You may not realize it, but it appears you have a body odor problem. And it isn't merely a personal matter. It's a workplace disruption issue. And then you might even go into the fact that, you know, if you've had the customers that have complained, which it sounds like she has, you know, customers have mentioned it. Now, when customers start mentioning it, mentioning it too, that starts to interfere with performing the essential functions of your job. Um, and but anyway, this conversation goes on to talk and really, you know, try to problem solve with this employee. And so it was, it was a very nice, um, but again, it goes back to what you said about tact yeah. and professionalism. And one part of it here says, I'm here to help in any way I can. Yeah. Um, one offer is if you'd like to set up a fan in your office or yeah. arrange your schedule so you could take breaks to freshen up. Yeah. You know, and then at that point, the employee might say, well, you know, I need to tell you this is actually a medical condition or, you know, and there might be something. And then at that point you could say, could you go and get a doctor's note? And, you know, and and then there might be things that we have to do going forward here to accommodate this worker, because now it's not just a matter of hygiene. This actually could be considered some form of of a disability. Yeah. 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 So the key is just to try to get the employee to open up about the situation rather than coming in and saying, man, you stink. And then they just close up because this is probably something that's been bothering them as well and the, and could be leading to things like depression or anxiety or things like that with the employee. So you have to have that in mind when you're dealing with a case like this. And there's actually a method that you have developed on dealing with difficult situations. you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, when something like this comes up, whether it's the the weight problem or, you know, not being able to handle the job properly or the body odor issue, people can get very defensive and it could turn confrontational very quickly. And, you know, if we don't handle it on our side appropriately and manage that confrontation to even deflect it, then it could really blow up into a legal battle. And we don't want it to go down that road. That's why we want to take the appropriate steps up front to head that off, right? So the little five-step process that I came up with is called Dance It Out. And DANCE is an acronym, D-A-N-C-E. And the D stands for Don't Write Fight. So, you know, like, for instance, the fact on the table is you can't do your job and you wouldn't want to start with because you're fat. Yeah. You know, well, I'm not fat. I'm big boned. You know, like, don't write fight. Don't talk yeah. about the talk about the facts. Yeah. You can't do your job. Your performance is suffering. You know, don't write fight. That is just the fact. State the facts. Yeah. And then don't get into a battle over words. OK, but acknowledge the other person's point of view. And that is the A. OK, so mm-hmm. that's the A in dance. Let them be heard. 
And maybe they don't agree with the statement you're saying. Maybe you say you're not performing the essential functions of your job. Your performance is suffering. And they think they are. And they're going to be defensive. You need to hear them out and not just jump right back in with the right fighting. You know, so listen to them. Give them the dignity and the respect of at least being heard. Whether or not you agree with what they're saying, it doesn't matter. Let them be heard. Okay. Then once they have felt heard, they're more likely to be um, reasonable with you. And you can go into negotiation mode where you begin to negotiate workable solutions. This may be where you come up with a reasonable accommodation. This may be where you set up the six week plan of, you know, dieting and weight loss and, you know, working on a way to salvage your job here. Um, And then whatever it is, you're going to cooperate with the solution. So if you're giving them six weeks, then you're not going to be calling them in at a week and a half to say, why haven't you lost weight yet? (laughs) You know, I mean, you're going to give them the time. You're going to cooperate. And by you cooperating with the solution, hopefully they're going to cooperate as well. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And then at the very end, you just both want to expect a positive outcome. Yeah. Because if you have positivity toward the the outcome, hopefully the other person will too. Yeah, that's right. And that's my dance it out. Yeah, so that's a great method of just how to handle a situation without turning into a war, you know, within your company and lawsuits and things like that. Because that is the main thing you want to avoid. Another thing I would say is to document everything that you're doing with this employee because you don't want – him to get disgruntled or him or her to get disgruntled and then try to take this case to court because in the end you had to let him go or things like that. So just make sure you've documented everything well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Document, document, document. And, you know, everybody signs off on the conversation. Everybody understands. And shake hands, smile, be caring. You know, um, Mr. Falcone, in part of his article here, talks about enter into this with what he calls rules of engagement. So no judgment, you know, treat him or her like you would want to be treated. You know, just kind of like that golden rule, you know, that we always talk about. You know, really show respect and kindness and don't go in with an ugly attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And as frustrating as this might be, I mean, I can I can only imagine working in a situation where it's like a warehouse kind of circumstance. You're not working around the nicest people probably most of the time. I mean, not to not to judge anybody, but I'm just saying like I've been in those type of situations and you're working with manly men who don't want to talk about their feelings or their smell or anything that's going on, you know, so kind of thing so you just you just want to be really careful in the end yeah and it's busy and it's many times it's production and people are in a hurry and if they don't make their quotas they don't get their bonuses or you know people are stressed a lot of times in those situations and they don't want anybody slowing them down yeah and if you are the hr manager don't i mean i wouldn't recommend talking to this person one-on-one maybe have a third party in the room That's always recommended. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because that is so important to have a witness because if you don't have a witness there, then that person can walk away saying, you know, he fat shamed me or she called me stinky or, you know, like whatever. And maybe you didn't say anything like that. But if you don't have a third party, then who knows what went on in that room? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So just uh, some information there. You can listen back to this if you're having a situation like that or different things. Um, We also have a little giveaway here. Um, this 
article as you were talking about. Yeah, we have uh, some excerpts from that article, but we also have a lot of other goodies that we have put together for you in here uh, with just our own research. So this is a three-page little white paper that you can download if you are not one of our Help Desk Suites community members, you'll be able to see that in the show notes where you can download that at no charge just for being one of our listeners because we appreciate you. And if you are a Help Desk Suite member, of course, this is in your toolkit. So you'll be able to find that. Um, This is in your FAQ section. And so just search under FAQs and you can search body odor and all of this information will come up for you there. And actually several things will come up for you when you search body odor because we've had several entries on this. So you'll you'll enjoy being able to look through that for our members. Yeah, for sure. And also another thing, um, if you're a member, look, take a look at the interactive process webinar we've developed. Yes, that's very good with the ADA. It'll it'll teach you how to walk through this conversation if we do determine that this is something that the American with Disabilities Americans with Disabilities Act is yeah. going to cover. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot there's some case studies and different things like that that'll that'll kind of uh, help you out in these situations and if it's a different situation not even pertaining to body odor, it just helps in all kind of circumstances. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep, the workplace and people can be a tricky thing to navigate, so we want to help as best as we can to um, diffuse situations and things like that. Okay, all right. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks, Mason, and thanks, listeners. Um, Until next time, I'm Lisa Smith. I'm Mason Merrill. Be audit secure. To find out more about us, visit helpdesksuites.com slash podcast. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts.